Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, it's Mike Hawk. Want more Men's Room content? Follow the Men's Room page of the Odyssey app and check out my live stream, A Moment with Mike Hawk, and nothing in particular with Steve the Thrill Hill. Going live Thursdays and Fridays at 1, exclusively on the Men's Room page of the Odyssey app. AISW. We return to the men's room with Miles and Thrill. Class colors in a spooky house. Here you go. If you're not afraid of ghosts and things got uh, go bump of the night. The haunted Rhode Island farmhouse that inspired the 2013 horror movie The Conjuring. It hit the market this last Thursday for the scary price of $1.2 million, Almost three times the 2019 selling price. Damn. It is a 14-room, uh, 3,000-square-foot home. It sits on 8.5 acres in Burlville, one of the most uh, well-known haunted houses in the United States. Its listing photos are so that uh, to that effect. Dark lighting, creepy dolls... Streaks of lightning. That's their sales pitch, huh? Legend had it. Uh, the home is haunted by the presence of Bathsheba Sherman, who lived in the house in the 1800s. Uh, to this day, countless happenings have been reported. The Conjuring was not filmed at the home, but was based on the experiences of the Perrin family that lived there in the 1970s. The home last sold in 2019 for $439,000. Again, they're asking now one point. $2 million. Our question, what freaked you out or uh, scared the crap out of you? 206-803-ROCK. Mike, you saw The Conjuring, right? Why, yes, I did. I've seen it. Multiple would, times. Would you move into that house? Oh. Come on, it's just the inspiration. No one's saying anything happened there. Dude, there's some creepy turns in that house. Well, if it's yeah. the inspiration, then creepy things happen there. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's worse. Right. Because you know you're not on the set. You're in the actual home. And you know what? Correct. I'm not I'm not a huge believer in that, but, but I, also, you buy the house? I don't take risks with it either. <laughs> so I would. don't want to be wrong. Okay. So you would you would not stay there. <laughs> I don't think well a million dollars? How how long no, do I we're have not to giving you a million dollars. Okay. Just say, uh, you know what? Your dad bought the house for you and your no, lovely hell wife. No, hell no. Mike, I've spent $1.2 million. Uh, we got Good your dream you. farmhouse in Rhode Island. I want you to be happy. Just you and your wife. Are you taking it? Uh, no. God, no. <laughs> I mean, look. The Exorcist, right? Sure. Yeah. That's based off a true story. Right. Right around the area I grew up. Mount Rainier. Right? That's the neighborhood right on the line with D.C. That was in my mom's parish. She said the priest told them who was part of it that, like, you know, when the priest during a Catholic mass will put his arms up for everybody to stand. Yeah. He said he couldn't lift his arms above his shoulders because there was always a force pressing down on him when that girl was possessed. Some other people bought the house. It ends up burning down. Now it's a yeah, park. I that. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, nobody knows how it burned down. Nobody ever took credit. I mean, it was it was that spooky. Would you uh -huh. hang out in that park? I have. I have, too. All right. 
I've, I've carried two, I saw uh, the stairs, two, two 12 but, packs of beer up those steps. But but, but that's, that's, that's in Georgetown. Georgetown. That's where I right. was. I was at the, okay. But that's where they filmed the movie, right? right. So, the actual house where it burned down, there's a little park there. I, ne- I would never hang out at that park. <laughs> and you got to understand, I had no game in high school. All right. But one night, me and Bernie both were like about, to, like these girls, were. they were like, you got to take us to that park. So I have laid on the ground, but I did get a kiss out of it. So I was like, yeah, was worth it. Yeah, I was scared. Bob wasn't going to let on. <laughs> what freaked you out or scared the crap out of you? 206-803, right? So uh, take this elsewhere. That is pathetic, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. yeah maybe. Maybe. I mean, I never, went, I never went back either. I was like, Bernie, I, we're never going back there. What if she said, if you take me back, I'll give you a mouth hug? Oh, well, for sure. Yeah. At that age. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. Out- Even now. He jumped into shark-infested waters at the, at right. the hope of seeing some boo, man. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. Again, I swam at night once in the ocean just to see a girl's boobs. And she was like, you don't have to go in, but I'm going in topless. It's like, ah, we're going in. I'm right behind you. Uh, somebody has a text here. It says, <laughs> when kids or pets stare at something behind you or that you can't see, that S is scary. Same level, I think, is when they talk to things that aren't there. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Because, like, my cat's always staring at something that apparently is either right beside me or right behind me. But then I realize all cats do is stare. Also got an update from our friend. Uh, they bought their child a new bed. Really? Correct. So they think the bed possibly is possessed, and that's why the kid... Is he talking to someone, or is he claiming that someone's under his bed? I think both. Oh. Mm. Well, that'll solve it. And then there was a, I guess, uh, there was a family heirloom that was a music box. Okay. That hadn't worked in years, so they kept it around the house. Somehow it starts working on Friday the 13th. They go in his room, and he's got, like, the key to, like, wind it up. Are you serious? I swear to God. Mm-hmm. Have they checked the set for three sixes? By the way, just a quick note. Uh, we all agree that children, for whatever reason, make the creepiest of creepy when it comes to horror movies. I don't know what movie it is specifically or if it's just all of them together. I don't like music boxes. Because I feel like the I, only 100%. time they feature a music box in a movie, something bad is going to happen. And it slows down some, right before it does. Always. Like, I've yeah, never it's seen like the a last, movie. It's right. the last tick. Somebody's going to die. The last text I sent, I said, I would also throw out that music box. They are a breeding ground for ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> what freaks you out or scared the crap out of you? 206 803 Rock. I'm with you, dude. I, I don't like them. Hello, Tom. Welcome to the men's room. Hello. Hola. Hola. So, Tom, what okay, freaks you out? Oh, man. I, I, I got a decent enough one for you. Um, first off, hi, guys. Hi. Um, so me and a couple buddies that I worked with, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, probably five of us. Oh, seven. It was seven. I heard the story before. Go ahead. <laughs> well, no, no worries. Uh, <laughs> uh, we decided that we were going to go fishing after work on Friday. Um, so we went Saturday morning, super early. We went out to this place called Spencer Lake. It's out towards Shelton, Washington. Um, sitting there just bank fishing. We got a couple of fish in. Everything's going nice. Everybody's having a good time. A couple morning beers. Uh, this old lady comes walking up while we're all bank fishing. And she's like, you guys know there's a lot of dead bodies in this lake, right? That's always a great opening line. Yeah. And we're just like, oh, okay. And, and you know, we, we, we talk with her for a little bit. And we turn around. And she's completely not there. There's there's multiple people 
You know what I mean? And we're like, where the heck did she go? Like, she's not going to go away fast. She was just behind us. And then all of a sudden, three, three lines are snapped over nothing. Three out of five of your fishing lines are snapped. Yes. It was the bodies yeah. in the bottom of the lake. Yeah, you probably, you, I mean, you would need probably like a 150-pound test to reel in a body. Dude, that was, it, it was it was pretty scary. Like, like what? Oh, okay. Like, all right. And then she was totally gone. So did you guys she hang out or crazy. did you leave after the line snapped? Uh, a couple of us stayed fishing. The rest of us whose line snapped, we were like, nope, we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm right there with you. We're going to go to a yeah. different lake. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys know about that lake, uh, what's it, Lake Lanier in Georgia? What? No. It's supposed to be haunted. Like, the every, lake. Correct. Every summer, people die there. It's a reservoir lake. Okay. So it was a, it was a, predominant, it was a black town, and they flooded it out to build this lake. So people believe that's why it's haunted. But seriously, if you talk to anybody from like Atlanta and stuff, they're like, don't go swimming in that lake. Really? Oh, yeah. Lake Lanier, you said? Yeah, I can't believe never. It's every summer it pops up. What's the one in uh, Baltimore? The uh, the old quarry. The uh, it's like a rock quarry, but it's got a lake in the bottom of it, and people drown and go missing there all the time. Oh, you know about the one that has pools and yeah. you can go swim in there? I used to go there as a kid. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that one that was great. Right. Yeah. yeah, people die there, but they don't come back. See, well, and, it, and my Miles is right because there's there's like pools. And like slides, and there, I think there's like two pools, but then there's the quarry part, right? And you got it. Like I remember as a kid, like you had to prove to the lifeguard you could actually swim before they let you in there. And supposedly there's a bunch of stuff just stuck down the bottom. Right, exactly. I'm sure there is. What freaked you out or scared the crap out of you? Two hundred six eight zero three. Ron. Hello, Ron. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. So uh, again, I don't know what the. Uh connection is with Mason County, but this happened in Mason County, too. I used to live out by Shelton, only on the opposite side from the previous caller. I used to live out by a Little Creek Casino, and if uh, you're familiar with the area, it's really thick out there. I mean, like, you could hide a body right off the side of the road, kind of thick. All right, good to know, because i got to uh, get it out of my trunk, man. <laughs> nice. Uh, but uh, thanks for the support. Yeah, yeah appreciate that. Sweet. He's probably not lying about the bodies because I know that lake very, very well. I've fished that lake uh, many times. But anyway, um, I don't know what we were out doing. We just got home, got the kids tucked in. Everyone's chilling. I'm uh, I lived in this place. I had a roommate. She was uh, Army Reserves, and she wasn't home at the time. But her three kids were my kids, my fiance, and. Like I said, this is, I don't know, what time was, what time was it, babe? Um, late, 9.30, maybe 10. I step out front. I'm smoking a bowl on the porch. And the only light, and I lived on a dead end. And on the on, across the street from us was just bushes and maybe 50 yards with some railroad tracks. And uh, so pitch black, other side of the road, pitch black, can't hear, can't see anything. I hear, I've never heard this sound before in my life, and I'll probably never hear it again. I heard the most blood-curdling scream come from right across the street out of those bushes. And I'm thinking, yeah, exactly, like Banshee, like Banshee-type crap. I asked myself, because I, me, I'm 6'2", 200-plus pounds. I'm a big dude. I come running into that house and ask my girl, the kids, everybody are looking at me like, 
Zombies moving like that, we're all dead. <laughs> I'm like, did you guys hear that? They're looking at me like, yeah, we were hoping you were going to take care of it. And I'm just like looking at them like, what time? I don't know what that was. I'm like, I'm not going back out there. I'm not going. Well, I mean, I finished my bowl. I mean, I had, I had, I couldn't sure. take, couldn't take it in the house, so I had to blow my smoke out before. So I took time to blow my smoke out. So I obviously wasn't that scared, but I was. Scared Esless. Scared well, Esless. Hand, honestly, down. I, was, I, I'm from the Bay Area. I lived in the hood. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> trust me. Just say, you I know wild in nature. Nothing <laughs> scared me as much as that. Nothing scared me as much as that. I'm willing to bet it was an owl. Mm-hmm. It was I went an to, owl, Ted. Trust me. I'm telling you, man. I saw, I went to it a bird like, sanctuary. It sounded like a woman. <laughs> it sounded like a woman being gutted. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> I'm with you, but the barn owls. So that's literally, they sound like banshees. I, it was daytime and I was in a room with this owl and it scared me. I don't, I don't know about, uh, I've never heard I've never heard much of the, those owls being out in that area, but I mean, it could be, but... Have you heard about banshees being in the area? All <laughs> right. That, that literally, I mean, I've never, my butthole's never puckered like that in my life. I mean, my, my junk crawled up inside me the whole shot where I was sober in seconds. I was just like, man... <laughs> Almost went in and grabbed the AR-15 because I was about to just start wetting up the bushes. I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's why they don't put brothers in horror movies. Mm -hmm. I mean, they do, but it doesn't end well. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) I'm here for temporarily. Temporarily. Also, when I saw that barn out, right? And I was like, that is the most frightening sound I've ever heard. And then it was they were explaining to me, like, that's where a lot of banshees and ghost stories come from in cemeteries. Because it's all white, right. it's making that horrific noise, and then imagine it just bu- buzzes by your head. You'd be like, "That's a terrifying ghost." Right? Yeah, no doubt about it, man. What uh, what freaked you out or scared the crap out of you? Two zero six eight zero three rock. Wetting the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Tim. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, liquor and whores. Liquor and so I used to live across the street from the cemetery in Seattle, the one where Bruce Lee is buried. You guys know that one? Which one is it? The one where Bruce Lee is buried? Uh, I, I know of it, yeah. What neighborhood? Uh, it's like uh, North Capitol Hill, I'd say. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's really sketchy. Anyways, I'm, I'm sitting on my porch. I'm smoking a blunt. And um, there was always weird stuff going on in that cemetery. And I had, like, a really good view of it. And I see this really weird shadowy figure, like, walking back and forth. At first, I thought it was somebody walking their dog. And I didn't think anything of it. But then it just kind of, like, vanished for a second. And it came back. And then I'm starting to think, like, okay, maybe I'm just really high. I don't know what's going on. So I really start focusing on it. And uh, the figure disappears again. And then I hear my TV downstairs. And I hear, well, before before I even knew that it was my TV, it was like this weird, like, mumbling sound. Like, it was like the ear, the most eerie mumbling sound I've ever heard in my life. Eerie I'm like, mumbling. Oh. I'm trying yeah, to picture dude, it. Um, it was like. like if, if Boom Howard like, were a vampire. Like someone's, like, trying to say sentences. But, like, no actual words are coming out, but it sounded like someone talking. All right. So I'm like, oh, my God, who the hell is downstairs? Because I I live by myself. So I go downstairs, and in the living room, my TV's on, and it uh, it was like a rainy January day back in, like, 2021. 
And it was it was Joe Biden's inauguration speech, and it was Joe Biden on the, on the TV. Oh, he's just old. That's why it sounds like he's mumbling. I, I it just scared the crap out of me. What uh, what kind of weed were you smoking? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it was just a hybrid. But All right, okay. All right. Even if I was sober, Joe Biden just scares the crap out of me. Like every time he talks, I don't know if he's gonna what he's gonna say. It was it was the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay. You're an interesting dude. I like that yeah. it went from ghost to Joe, <laughs> Joe Biden, Biden talking on the TV. This and is, both are equally this as is, scary. This is where, why we are at where we are. Yes. This, if you wondered how we got here, this is all how we got here. I do know that cemetery. It's right next to Volunteer Park. Okay, then I do know. Like down by the playground and the waiting pool. That's why there's weird stuff going on there. It has nothing to do with ghosts. What freaked you out or scared the crap out of you? 206-803-ROCK. <laughs> Hello, Monty. <laughs> Welcome to the men's room. Hola, people. Hola. Hey, so I've got one for you. Um, I was about 25 years old, uh, living in Elma, Washington, near Shelton. Strangely enough, everybody seems to have a Shelton story. Are we back in Mason um, County? I mean, uh, yes. What in yeah. the hell? Apparently, Mason County, creepy. Well, if you type in Mason County haunted, it's like jail. Like <laughs> this. Like, it okay. gives you options. <laughs> So my ma- my grandma, uh, she has acreage there, and I'm building a house. I'm living in a school bus while I'm building my house, and I'm off in the corner, and there's a trail that goes off into the Capitol Forest. And when I'm, I, I, I walk around the trail sometimes at night, and well, any anywhere, it's just nice out there. And so one night, I'm walking down the trail, and there's a small little, I think it's a birch tree. It's no more than like 20 feet tall. It's a very small tree. And I get up to about five feet from it and all of a sudden the ground shakes it goes it's like a knocking sound knock 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 and i can feel the ground shake when it does it and the sound is coming right from the tree right in front of me i didn't know didn't know what to think there was no logical explanation for it i stood there in fear for about three seconds i want to say and then finally i turned around and ran and I was shaking. The adrenaline was pumping. I got back into the school bus. I'm like, all right, I'm cool. There's no monsters out there. I'm all right. So mind you, the house that my grandma lives in used to be an old folks home. A lot of people passed over there. Uh, there's been a couple instances of some things that happened there. I don't know how much heat I give them. I'm not a believer, but I'm not necessarily a non-believer. But my cousin... I would say you're the one who ran your ass back into the bus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I ran back into the (laughs) bus. Yeah. Um, But they've seen ghosts in the house. But this is out in the yard. So I don't know what to think. And then about two weeks passed, I avoided that tree. I did not go anywhere near that tree, day or night. And, And then one day, I'm walking around on my phone at night and I'm walking aimlessly, not really thinking about where I'm walking. I'm just talking to the person I'm talking to and all of a sudden I realize that I'm coming up to what I now call the knocking tree and I'm about 10 feet away from it and by this time the fear is gone. I'm like, okay, it happens. I don't know what happened. And so I say to my friend that I'm talking to, oh, I'm coming up to the knocking tree. Not two seconds after I say that, the tree knocked again. Did, did your buddy I, hear it as well? Well, he was on the phone, um, so I don't think so. Um, and you decided maybe. to build a, You decided to build a house right beside that tree, I guess. 
Well, I had already started building the house, so um, I wasn't about to give it up. I was about $20,000 into it. So, okay. Uh, Do you still own the house? No, no. I actually, the I built it without a permit. The county made me tear it down. Oh, oh, maybe the tree oh, was man. trying to tell you, hey, exactly. get a permit. Get a permit, dude. I'm a tree, but I'm telling you. Oh, my God. All that work, and they tore the house down? <laughs> yeah. You got to get a oh, permit. That's the scary part of the story. Yeah, get a permit. That freaked me out. Spent all that time building a yeah. house and I got to tear it down. That's scary as hell. I feel like I would have checked in on that if I was going to build my own home. Yeah, What's maybe. Up? What freaked you out or scared the crap out of you? 206-803-ROCK. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co-worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 99.9 KISW. The men's room returns with miles and thrill. Oh, the weekend's almost here. Coming up, we'll drink and toast the weekend with a shot of the day. Then it is bad choice Friday time. You know it's bad choice Friday. It's bad choice Friday. Hey man, this is your fault. Shame on. And a very spooky bad choice Friday with Oingo Boingo. I That's a bad day. Uh, also, update uh, from Twitter here. Thanks, uh, JMO Cash. The lead singer of Oingo Boingo is also the voice actor for Jack Skellington in The Nightmare Before Christmas. Really? Wow. Yeah. All right. I would have never known that. Right. Nilla song sucks, so vote for it. Yeah. Oingo Boingo and Dead Man's Party taking on Bow Wow Wow. Ted, you ask a good question. <laughs> Ted just pointed at his nostril. I'm going to guess that is the candy that they were looking for. Uh, I don't It just dawned on me like, those straws have sugar sugar in them. Sugar is in Yeah. Vote now on a bad choice Friday. Will it be Oingo Boingo and Dead Man's Party or Bow Wow Wow? And I want candy. One of those two tunes coming up right after we drink and toast with a shot of the day. Our question, what freaked you out or scared the crap out of you? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Terry. Welcome to the Mint Room. How's it going, all of these? Hola. Okay, so here's what it was. It was Thanksgiving weekend. 
I took five days off from work, and I decided to go hiking up the whole rainforest by myself. All right. And so the the end of the story is basically I come out, and the ranger goes, is that your car over there? And I went, oh, crap, my car got broken. I go, yeah. And he just starts laughing. He goes, you got wet, didn't you? And I said, yeah, I did. He goes, yeah, it rained like three and a half inches that one day. And I said, yeah, I know. I was there. <laughs> and so I'm walking down the trail. I've got like an 80-pound pack on my back. And I come around this rock. It's about the size of a garbage truck. And the trail goes around the rock. And it's just pouring down rain. I got my head tucked down. And I'm just trudging down the trail. And I come around the edge of the rock. And I look down. And there are these hooves. I... Uh, to this day, I think they were six inches wide. I think they were probably only four inches. But basically, I see these hooves, and I went, oh, crap. And I lift my head up, and at the same time, there's a bull elk standing there. I mean, face-to-face. He's, he's not a foot from my feet. And he raises his head up, and I raise my head up in his rack. He's a six-point bull elk. His rack comes up on either side of me. And I'm going, this ain't good. I said, and there's this weird feeling came over me like, this is it. This is where I die. Is that really said, a weird feeling when you're standing face to face with a bull elk? I mean, to me, that's a very natural feeling. I think feeling. he was probably looking down at you. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, his, his head was above mine. And he had this big black wet nose and these huge black eyes. And remember Woody Woodpecker, how the, the bull in the arena would scratch his paws and it'd snort and steam would come out of its nose? Yeah. Well, this thing looks at me and it goes like that. And I went like, I just, I almost started laughing. I'm going like, steam does come out their nose. I'll be damned. Yeah, we did do that. I'm in and trouble. So, yeah. But yeah, this is a weird feeling. I was like, this is it. I'm, I've been up here two days. I'm going to be up here for another three days. He's going to just rake his rack up my gut, get me out on the trail. And they're not even going to know I'm missing for three days. And I'm sitting there staring at him. I look over his shoulder, and there's like 20 cows out in this little pasture land grazing. I'm going like, oh, this is even worse. And one of the cows saw what was going on. Actually, before that happened, I took took a step back, and then he took a step back. And then I took another step back. He took another step back. And one of the cows saw what was going on and jumped and broke this branch. It was just like, crack! And we both just shot up in the air. And I just turned around and started running down the trail. I got this 80-pound pack on my back, and I'm running as fast as I can down the trail. I'm going like, this does no good. If he wants to catch me, he's going to catch me. And I and I stop, and I turn around, and I go, did that just happen? And I mean, the neck on this thing, I, I probably couldn't hug, get my arms around the neck on this thing. It's a big Roosevelt elk. What would you end up doing, like just camping there somewhere else? Well, first I checked my shorts. That's the first thing I did. <laughs> good call. And, no, and I just slowly crept around the rock. Now, I went, I went probably another two or three miles after that. Slowly crept around. They were, they were long gone at this point. But I'm walking down the trail, and it's going along this little stream between the whole rainforest and the stream was on the other side of the trail. And here comes this salmon spawning up. is probably eight inches of water, ten inches of water, just slapping the heck out of the water. And I about come out of my shorts again. I go, great, now what? And so, yeah, I, I never want to be that close to an elk ever again. It was an experience I'll never forget. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's it's what what it, it made you scary. what made you want to go to a rainforest at the rainiest time of the year? The experience, just to go up there. I knew I wasn't going to see anybody up there. I didn't see anybody for five days, 
just the the experience to be out there in the wilderness and you see a bull elk uh, face to face. Bull elk face to face, see his big old sh- black shiny nose, and you know just to see what that experience would be like. Now well, I know. Yeah, you do. Damn. Yeah. That, see, does not appeal to me. No, me neither. And I hear what he's saying, common sense-wise, like, why am I running? It doesn't do any good. Because that's what we do. If you were on safari, and it's a lion, and you know the lion can outrun you, you're still going to give it the old college try, right, as it were, right? right? There's yeah. nothing worse than camping in the rain, especially when you're hiking. Oh, sure. There's yeah, nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing you can do. When you get to where you're going, you still have to set up your camp. Your backpack is completely soaked. I don't care what you've right. got covering it up. There's no dry place to put the tent down. Everything is wet. Your backpack is wet. Your sleeping bag is wet, more than likely. It's just not. You also need to eat, so you got to set up. <laughs> right. It's just one thing after another, and rain does not make that any better. It doesn't, but people love it. My they buddy do. Phil does it all the time. Really? Yeah, he's he just kind of like, you know, he's into that survival stuff, and he'll go out to the rainforest and, like, with nothing, just like a pack, and, like, make shelter. Like, basically, it's like a test to see survival. I mean, like, I mm-hmm. wish I, I hope like he that wins. kind of thing. But <laughs> he's, he's pretty victorious so far. Yeah, but, but I don't. Like, it seems like it'd be cool to do, you know, and I recognize, like, the inherent badassery of it. It's just not for me. Like, look, I'm a survivalist, too. The idea of I sleep in my home because keeps me out of the elements. Don't have wild animals attacking mm-hmm. me. Like, to me, ultimate survival. Keep my food cold in the refrigerator. If you're out for a run, it starts to rain. Like, this sucks. Playing golf, this sucks. Right. If you're outside doing anything, it starts to rain. You're like, this sucks. Sporting events suck. Sporting events suck. But at least if you're running, you're going to run back home. Yeah, when but you're, you're, still, camping, you're still chafe you're still, a lot easier. Sure, sure. And your feet get, you know, soaking wet. It's just... All right, but if I'm headed home, I don't care. No, can't turn around. I would be pissed because it's like I'm not going to be home. I just have to deal with this. That that mm-hmm. does not appeal to. Me. But then again, if you go to a rainforest, I'd fully expect that it might. I don't know, rain. Yeah, I mean, and I'll tell you what, man, moss and all that stuff is spooky. When moss. I went to that cabin out in the, out in the uh, in the peninsula by Forks, mm-hmm. right? Like the girl I was with, we watched Twilight, right? And then she went to bed. I'm in the hot tub having drinks, smoking weed, and then I'm just staring into the fog over the river at all the moss. I spooked myself out. I was like, oh, I got to get out of here. Something's in those woods. <laughs> yep. Something's what, uh, in the woods. What freaks <laughs> you out or scare the crap out of you? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Roberto. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, hey, hola. Hola. So I got a crazy, uh, scary story. Uh, back in high school, it was back in 1984, uh, hanging out with a friend of mine. We're listening to some record albums. We're listening to some, you know, some Priest, you know, a little, little Zeppelin, whatnot, on the turntable. But uh, there's nothing on the turntable. I'm looking over his shoulder. We're looking at, for flipping through albums, trying to figure out what we're going to listen to next. And out of one speaker, you hear, hey there, Jeff. A voice came out of one speaker, and then it said it again. And we just looked at each other and screamed and ran out of the room. <laughs> and it was literally uh, a voice that came out of the speaker. So people people ask me like, "Hey, you know, I don't believe in ghosts." And, whatnot. and I'm like, "Dude, I've 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 heard ghosts." So my my buddy's name is Jeff. Aren't you glad? And, uh, deep down, aren't you glad they said his name and not yours? I I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what, what the, the, the trippy thing is is that a friend of ours that uh, year had accidentally uh, killed himself uh, with a loaded gun. And his name was Jason, Jason Reese. And uh, and um, 
he always hung out at Jeff's house. They always brought him in and had him, you know, come, had him come over for dinner and whatnot. And so to this day, we think that uh, that was that was Jason, uh, Jason Reese re- reaching out and, and just saying, you know, yo, what's up? But yeah, it was a it was a trip. I mean, we were we were freaking out. I wonder if someone had like Mr. Microphone upstairs. Yeah, but Kevin, I mean, who knows? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah, that was about that time. Yeah. Well, I miss that. Like my wife, she swears she saw a ghost with her friend, and to this day, she didn't even like to talk about it. She'll answer yes or well, no. You freaked out when you saw the UFO. Saw the UFO, and again, you know, people I mean, criticized you ran, off the, you ran off the beach because it came after us. Came right. at us. I yeah. can't say after us, but we watched it for about an hour and a half, and then this thing just went basically from wherever it was, maybe half mile to a mile out because it's over the water and this i mean just shoots towards you and you know they say fight or flight like my next memory was the fact that i was running off the beach like it wasn't mm-hmm. i don't even remember like being scared or going oh my god let's run like i was already running i'm already leaving the beach like dude, no question about it just something about it said it, it does not want you watching it anymore whatever the hell it was <laughs> and everyone's like what do you think it was i'm like i don't know that's why we call it a ufo fo you know, but it scared the living crap out of me. But it's not like residual fear. It's in the moment. And again, it'd be like being attacked by an animal. Like, in that moment, you're scared. But you're not going to lose sleep over it later. But my wife, man, if you bring up her ghost thing, she's like, mm-hmm. I do not want to talk about it. And it wasn't even a bad interaction. It's just that she saw it at all with her friend. And she's like, it ruined me, man. What uh, what freaked you out or scared the crap out of you? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Tanner. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, gentlemen. Hola. So this is when I was younger. I was, you know, more of a degenerate in my younger days. And I was walking home from a party. And where I lived down in Hoquim at the time was next to an old abandoned fire station. They hadn't used it in God knows how long. Anyway, this place had been abandoned for a while. And they had just collected a bunch of stuff and dust and whatnot. But anyway, I'm walking home from this party. And I look up in one of the windows. It kind of has like that plastic like ribs, stuff over it, but there was a corner of the window that wasn't covered. And I look up at the window, and I see, like, a face, but it looks like one of those, like, doll mask faces, right? And so I see that face, and it kind of just made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up, and so I just kept walking. I looked at the sidewalk. I just kept walking. Well, to get to my house from this place, I have to go around the corner and continue walking directly in front of this fire station. Well, as I'm walking in front of the fire station, I hear the floorboards creaking in front of the windows as I'm walking by as if that whatever was maybe looking at me is kind of watching me through the windows as I walk by. And that's the sense you got? That Yeah, that's that's the sense I got. It, everything in me just went chill and the hairs on the back of my neck stood up and... I, it just scared the hell out I'd of me. I'd start jogging. I mean, did any part of you <laughs> think that it's just someone in a mask that's exploring around the firehouse, or did everything in you say, hey, man, this is just not right? Everything in me just said it's not right. And how much yeah. longer did you have to live by this fire station? Um, A few more years, like two more years, I think. And there was just creepy things that were going on during this time, like... My, my bedroom itself faced this fire station, so I would just have to look at it every time I looked out my window, too. Mm-hmm. Did you find yourself staring at it more after you saw the face? Oh, absolutely. Looking yeah. for shadows that might have been moving, lights that weren't, were on that weren't supposed mm-hmm. to be. 
And it was just it it was just not a cool place. It you know, gave me the chills. You talk about fire play, uh, fire stations and scaring the crap out of you. When yeah. I did that training with the Baltimore Fire Department, there was a a fire pole, an actual pole. Yeah, there's a square in the middle of the of the room. Let's say the square is about seven by seven, eight by eight. The pole's in the middle. Yeah. But this is the second floor. The pole goes all the way down to the bottom. Part of the training was to jump out, grab that pole, and slide down. Now, there were box spring mattresses sure. at the bottom of it. I've never been so terrified in my life. Really? This is everything that I never wanted to do. <laughs> I mean, when I jumped out, I grabbed that thing and hugged it like I had never, like, like, like I was drowning. Right. And then slowly slid down that thing. Man, and I looked down, there's two floors below me in an open hole. I was petrified. But you did it. Those things are terrifying. I did it. Yeah, but I'm still like I, I, that 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 right there is scary enough. Well, like as a kid, that's always what you wanted to do, and we we did a field trip to a firehouse. Obviously, they did not let us slide down the pole, but going there, we thought maybe they would, right? Because that like that was your big sales pitch to be a fireman when you're like eight years old. Like, yeah, I want to be a fireman to slide down the pole. Mm -hmm. But to your point, when we got there, well. We didn't do it, but when we got up there and looked down, we were like, you know what? Even if they offer, no, no, because you're right. Just seeing the floors below it. You're well, like, how far nah. you have to jump out too? Yeah. So it's not like yeah. you just reach out, grab the pole, and pull yourself in. You jump out to that pole. Hopefully, grab it. Hopefully, you get your legs wrapped around it. Hopefully, you get your arms wrapped around it. Or you get a hand on it or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh my god! And then when I looked down before I started sliding out, I was like, you've got to be kidding! Me. You've <laughs> got to be kidding! I told me. you, my neighbor was a DC fireman. We used to go to firehouses all the time, and every time. I'm a little dancing. Wow. But you're right. Scary. And I don't think people realize, until you've seen one in person, Miles is right, yeah. you don't understand, like, you got to get out there. You mm -hmm. do. That hole is massive. It is. And you can't believe how far the pole out is. And everybody else just, the fire guy's like, oh, here's it. Right, of course. They're gone. Like, I know we've asked this before. Did they get rid of those? It was there in 2001. I don't know. Or 2002, maybe. They might still be there, but I don't know that they use them. All right. Yeah, that was at the uh, the fire training center on uh, on forty. Right. What to what freak chatter scared the crap out of you? Two oh six eight oh three rock. Hello, Amanda. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, boys. Hola. All right. So I am a kid who grew up in California, and growing up in California, I would go to the Queen Mary ship often. I did it um, when I was a kid. I remember that vividly. Yeah. Uh, uh -oh. My story, I worked on the ship. My friend worked on the ship. They had this Ghost and Legends tour. So I kind of knew the magic behind the, the scary stuff. Um, so I knew that stuff. But uh, I, it was New Year's Eve, so I go out, and I'm with my friends on New Year's Eve, drinking, dancing, have a great time. I have to go to the bathroom. And all the floors in the ship, they're all wood. It smells like wood. It smells old. It's just an old ship. Uh, so I'm walking my way to the bathroom. And on my walk, you know, it's a really narrow area. The ship, so it's pretty narrow. That gross smell going on. I open up the creaky door to the bathroom. No one's in there. It's me. I'm drunk. I'm feeling, like, a little nervous for whatever reason anyway. Then I hear someone come in. Not saying anything. I'm sitting there drunk just on the toilet doing my thing uh and so i say hello nothing so i think it's in my head it's in my mind i'm thinking to myself all right prove something's here right it's in my head that i'm saying that then all of a sudden the stall i'm sitting in i'm in the middle of peeing by the way uh the the toilet 
the toilet paper holder starts spinning. Just fast. It's spinning and spinning. I look at it. I'm freaked out. I'm sick by the sight. I was probably dribbling as I ran out. I will never go to the bathroom in a hotel by myself ever again. Well, look, if I saw a spinning toilet paper roll, I would not either. Pretty basic oh, geez, stuff. Jesus, I actually remember going, apparently that ship is super haunted, blah, blah, blah. I did not have that experience, but I do, the thing that freaked me out about the Queen Mary, I was maybe seven or eight, and my parents took us there. It was a pretty cool tour from what I remember, but I don't know the engine room or what you call it, but you look down into the water where one of the propellers is. I can't explain. As a kid, I cannot explain how much that image burned in my head. The water was kind of green and gross, right? You know, it's just been idle. But there's something about looking at that propeller under the water where I was like, I don't think I will ever get on a cruise ship. And then I went on a cruise many years later. But still, I, <laughs> that is an image burned in my head. Return of Ted versus the FCC is on the way. We have your emails to the men's room at KISW.com next. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.